Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. This is Talking Design, episode 19, and it's 2018. In this episode, we're talking to a well-known photographer, Nicole England, who um, is just about to release a new book. It's called Resident Dog, Incredible Homes and the, and the Dogs That Live There. What a specific niche area, Nicole. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let's start. It's it's going to be released in November by Thames and Hudson. Yes. How did you start with this mad idea? Because when I first heard about it, I thought it was absolutely absurd. <laughs> Who would buy a book on dogs? Really? Well, no, I thought that. But then I got home, I talked to my partner, I said, I think she's onto a winner. Mm. I think that's a fantastic mm. idea. Everyone's got a dog. Mm. Everyone loves dogs too, right? Yeah. Tell mm, me about how did that <laughs> enter your mind? Um, I guess it was, um, well, you know, first of all, I'm an architectural photographer. Um, I'm not a dog photographer, but I love dogs. Um, and I guess that when I photograph um, beautiful architecture, um, I realise that the dogs are such a big part of this home. You know, they, they bring this beautiful joy and energy and, and um, uh, playfulness and so on. And it was when, I think it was, I mean, it seems like such an obvious idea as well. And we do see a lot of dogs in, in architectural shoots now, just like we see the family and the children jumping in pools and all that sort of thing. It's like life to, bringing life to the spaces that we're photographing. But it was not until I actually spoke to um, an, uh, a mentor, I guess, who asked me to describe my most favourite, favourite shoot. Um, and when I described it, it was, you know, a beautiful house and a beautiful location. There would be an ocean and there would be a forest and it would be a beautiful day, blue sky, a smattering of clouds, and there would be a dog running through and we would sit down and have a nice lunch and, you know, there'd be a great team of people to work with and stylists and, and so on. And, and I just described this really beautiful day. And from the story that I told, the one thing that she pulled out of that was, what's with the dog? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, the dog. Well, the dog, I mean, doesn't everyone want a dog around? You know, a dog that everyone just kind of laughs with and at because they're doing stupid things and running through the shot at the wrong time and, and chasing and stealing people's shoes. And, you know, I, I think they um, they kind of, they they turn a serious piece of architecture into something quite sort of playful. And, and accessible. Fun. And accessible. Nicole, it must have been hard. How do you create your list to start with did you think of dogs that would be suitable or did you think of the house first definitely the house first <laughs> definitely um and which, what were you looking for in the house um oh you know i mean it's interesting because this is my first um architectural book that i've done uh, all on my own um and so it was an interesting process to go through because i think to begin with i was choosing houses that i loved and then i started realizing that you know potentially the book could all look the same. <laughs> so I thought I'd better, you know, sort of open up and go, you know, make sure that all of the houses um, were, you know, the, the best houses that I could find. And so I approached all the top architects and the top interior designers and the ones that were winning awards and, and so on and uh, told them about my project and um, asked them for um, if they had anything they wanted to put forward. And I was inundated, which was great. Everyone got pretty excited about the project. Um, and 
architects were sometimes sending me three projects and four projects and you know so on and so I had a nice um, group of of houses to choose from so I tried to make sure that there was variety um, big and small country mm. and city color and and neutrals um, so yeah. technically Nicole you could have a grand house mm. fabulous architect designed house and you could have kind of a pretty ratty looking dog it would still go forward definitely definitely <laughs> definitely because all dogs are just they it could be a ratty looking dog as you say well i don't know if I, it's, that's the right <laughs> word no and a lot of them are rescue dogs too so they are a little bit kind of muttly um but they they're beautiful and they have so much personality and i think one of the houses actually um had two rescue dogs um the first one um was brought home from a shelter and uh, that same shelter then called the owner and said ah oh, we've got another dog here and he really misses his friend so I think you need to come and get this one too and and so she went back and got the second dog and not until she got home did she realize that she was totally set up and the dogs hadn't even met before <laughs> but um but all of a sudden she had these two dogs and they were both very kind of um they were funny you know they were like two bandits you know one would kind of one would be kind of staking out the place you know paws up on the kitchen bench looking for things while the other one was kind of keeping a watch making sure no one was watching you know they were kind of like this cute little team so I think yeah even the funny rescue dogs that look mm. a bit kind of you know not designer not mm. a designer dog and a designer house mm. are sometimes the nicest character, character. no attitude and I think that sort of the juxtaposition maybe or the the difference between a beautiful home that's beautifully detailed and designed by you know one of the best architects and then this crazy messy you know dog in the middle of it is kind of nice too you know now i, I one of the dogs in your books caught my eye and not that i'm into dogs in that way nicole um but uh rita rita, rita. to me is a star karen <laughs> abenethi's um dog or her parents' dog, I think it might be. Her dog. Her think, dog. Yeah. To me, just, she screamed um, stardom. Yes. You know, she, princess. De she a princess. She yes. deserves, you know, royal royal treatment. Yeah. Um, and she's a character, a yeah. poodle, clip poodle, quite tall and yeah. um, statuesque. So to me, she's someone you'd have to have in the book. Yes, definitely. Uh, yes, she was. Uh, she's a giant poodle, I think, mm. or maybe they're called standard poodles, but you know, large um, and puppy, so um, very kind of jumping around and so on. But um, but that house was beautiful because it was a renovated um, terrace, and the whole back of it was open with a big floating staircase hanging on ropes. And the interesting thing about Rita was that Rita was way too scared to uh, climb up those <laughs> stairs, you know, because they were floating and they moved when she was on them. Um, but when when Karen and I went upstairs to um, to do a bedroom shot, because not all of the photos in the book have dogs in them, you know, it's not like every shot is... Mm, it's not where, where's Wally. No. <laughs> mm. So it's still an architecture book that, um, you know, I guess maybe 70% of the shots had the dogs um, naturally kind of moving through the space. Um, but with Rita, um, we went upstairs and I think she forgot that she was scared of going up the stairs and, you know, before we knew it, she was like bounding up the stairs and then she got to the top and I think she was kind of like, huh, oh, 
how did I do that, you know? And, <laughs> and now how do I get back down? You had to carry her, probably. Yeah, yeah she was just like, ah. When it's funny, when you have owners and, and architects who are going to be in a photo, they're obviously very conscious of their image. Do the dogs get their own stylist brought in or do they kind of mm-hmm. go as, as natural as possible? They're pretty natural. <laughs> they're very natural, actually. And I think that's what's so beautiful and which is also really difficult because, you know, you can you can style a shot and you can style people and tell them to stand there or to, you know, pretend they're doing this mm. or lie on the sofa or walk through the room and that type of thing. But with the, um, with the dog, you can't ask them to do that. I mean, you try and they want to help. They definitely want to be involved and, and, you know, you can call them and they will run to you and... Um, they love being involved, but um, yeah, they're so um, they're so random at the same time. You mentioned Nicole that when you're photographing dogs, whether they're in greater, you you kind of have to be much more spontaneous, much quicker at mm. the process, rather than you know if you get them, you have to get them at that right time. Yes, it's a bit like a children's you know um, yeah. portraits for school. You know, end of year school. <laughs> um, really? Well, it must be just so challenging because yes. you have to capture that moment. Yes, you there's do. one moment, one image I saw which was pretty amazing. You had two dogs, one's on the stairs and one's in the kitchen, mm. about to fossick through a cupboard, mm. and the one on the stairs looks like he's peering at the front door, waiting to see Watching who's coming. Out. Yes, and it was that moment. It's almost one's looking out for the other one while the yep. other one does the the. Yeah, the deed. The two. I think the shoots with the two dogs are always really interesting, actually, because they kind of play off each other a little bit. But yeah, it's hard because you know I think shooting architecture is is generally a very controlled environment, and you're you're waiting for light, and you're waking waiting for the sun, and you're setting things up so you know everything looks perfect and the furniture is mm. perfect, and and then you kind of go, okay, now I'm ready. Where's the dog? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then you know, so you have to be a little bit more. Um, a little bit more spontaneous which is very difficult um, so sometimes you know you can spend half an hour setting up the shot that you want and but the dog's at the other end of the house doing something really beautiful mm. and you know lying in the sun with its belly up you know and you're like okay I've got to run and try and capture that before they move and, and not see me so um, you know kind of peer behind the door and try and capture it. Nicole are you concerned that after this book is released that everyone in Australia will be ringing you up to photograph their dog? <laughs> Does that yeah. concern you? Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know because, you know, I think that... They will. It was the most fun project um, and and there were days where my face was sore from laughing so much that I want to continue the project, absolutely. I don't want to become a dog photographer, <laughs> but I definitely want to continue the project because it's a very fun project and, you know, hopefully... Um, Hopefully everyone else will think it's pretty fun as well. So, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, Nicole, you've been working for a number of years now. You trained in New Zealand at yeah. the art school there. Yeah, Elam. El- e- Elam. 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 Yeah. Um, could you imagine that you were doing this if you were looking forward? No, not at all. I think as a young sort of art student, um, you know, 17, uh female you know it was like fashion fashion photography (laughs) and you know things like that I guess and you did work in fashion for a while yeah yeah I did um so yeah it's kind of become quite a different path um but but I come from an architectural background my family is um architects and interiors so 
I guess it kind of, yeah, it's sort of, it, yeah, I guess it came quite naturally in a way. Um, Nicole, you've made several comments about what you see in a house, and I think there was one house in the book, I'm going back to the book now, <laughs> that really resonated with you, and it has with other people as well. I, I, I get a lot of feedback from this wonderful house in mm. Camberwell, the concrete house, mm. which was really sublime. Um, it's by Casales, the Mexican architect, in collaboration with an Australian practice, um, and very severe on the outside, but I think everyone who's walked into that home uh, has said how rich the interior is, mm. how memorable it is. How did you see it? Yes, absolutely. And that's in the book, and it had yes. to be in the book. Yes, absolutely beautiful. So um, the a family lives there um, with their dog, Canela. Um, the the wife is Mexican, and um, the husband is a Kiwi, actually. So they... Um, they lived in Mexico, and, and hence why there's a Mexican architect involved. Um, but I think they they purchased a lot of uh, furniture and artwork and accessories and so on from Mexico and brought them out here. So in this big, massive concrete space with massive big high ceilings and soaring big staircase and platforms and so on, big glass, um, there was so much warmth, you know, warmth, warmth not just in the, the choice of, you know, furniture and lots of wood and, and the beautiful artwork and so on. I guess, it, yeah, I mean, that was one part of it, but you can also get the feeling from, from it, feel, it feels like a home, you know, the fridge is full of food and, you know, there was, um, you know, cups of tea and coffee all day long, you know what I mean? It just, it felt like a home and, um, and it wasn't cold and, and hard edged. I was making the comment to a couple of people, I, I, I feel that now a lot of houses aren't homes anymore. Mm. They're just images of how people want to perceive their tastes rather than it being something that reflects their personality and mm. their interests. How do you see it when you walk into a house that's, you know, that doesn't have that sense of connection to the owners? Do you, yeah. Can you read it quite quickly? Yes, definitely. And can you do anything about it when, you, for, when you're commissioned to, to actually bring something to life? Yeah. And you walk into something, I mean, look, a dog's one thing. Definitely. And they can fill the, you know, make it definitely. lovely. But how do you... How do you bring something to life when really the owners are... Yeah. They don't want their private lives to be exposed. True, true. I think, um, I think you know, you can always... Well, this is the thing. It's nice to... It's still... I love working with stylists. I think stylists are fantastic. They bring, um, they bring a lot of layers to the photography. Um, sometimes they bring things with them. Sometimes they work with what's already there. So if the homeowner is happy for us to work with what's already there... Um, a stylist is great at grabbing things out of cupboards, you know, bowls and plates and glasses and so on, and just creating layers and warmth and um, and and pattern and, and that type and colour if, if it's needed, etc. So I think that kind of um, keeps it true to what the house is as well, rather than bringing in a whole lot of furniture and, I mean, within it reason. It looks like it doesn't belong. It looks like a show home, I think. Um, within reason, obviously. Mm. Some houses may need, um, you know, a complete um, overhaul, but generally I think you can kind of um, work with what's there. So, um, yes, you know, whether it's books and whether it's um, 
plants, you know, I think plants bring softness um, and life to a space as well. And you're interesting because when you go into a house, you're, it's not just this creative, you know, you know, you don't start just photographing. You're very methodical, Nicole. Yes. I've worked with you. <laughs> you have a long list. You kind of work out exactly your your program for the day according to the sun mm. and what has to be done. You think in a very rational way. It's not just being artistic, inverted commas. Mm. Yes. Um, yes, definitely uh, quality over quantity. I like to think that at the end of the shoot, every single shot is is perfect, is bang on. There's no kind of weird shots that um, aren't quite, you know, but I just don't think, I just don't want to waste time with shots that aren't going to look any good. So each shot has to um, has to feel right, uh, compositionally have to has to feel right as well, um, but also obviously has to um, capture the space and the design and the detailing and, and that type of thing. Um, and you know they can be big shots and they can be tight shots and a combination uh, definitely a combination of of, of angles and and that type of thing and yeah based on the sun as well so um yeah quality of and quantity. nicole unlike some photographers who tend to strip things out mm. of a room which does happen quite often mm. i think what you do is you bring what's there to life you don't strip out I don't mind stripping don't out. Don't you? I've always thought your images are very rich. Oh, good. Interesting. Okay, that's good. Rather than feeling like I've just thrown everything into a cupboard because <laughs> I don't like any of it. Yeah, So interesting. I look at your images and I think they look full. Good. Okay, good. I do work with one particular stylist who always laughs at me because um, she always says, do we need this or not? And I'm always like, not. Get rid of it. <laughs> Get rid of it. So um, I She do... must sneak it back in. <laughs> Maybe. So I think that um, it's it's nice to have, like I said, it's nice to have layers and so on, but I definitely don't want it to be filled with stuff. You know, I want to be able to see and I want to be able to breathe around spaces. I want to breathe around kitchen benches. I don't want it to be everything stacked on top of each other. But at the same time, yeah, I want it to feel warm. I want people, I want it to... Um, want people to have some kind of emotion towards the image, you know, to feel something when they look at it. Um, so I think even if it is stripped bare, there's still, if that's how it's meant to be, then, um, yeah, I, I, I think it has to stay true to what the, the architecture is meant to be as well. Are you a bit nervous about the release of this first book? No, I can't wait. Oh, great. <laughs> I absolutely can't wait, yeah. Well, I the only um, the only disappointment I have, Nicole, is um, I have a lovely cat at home, and he's feeling like he needs to be in a book. <laughs> and you said to me, you won't be doing a book on cats. I'm sorry, no, well, I won't. Be. I'll have to break the news to Harvey very yes. gently because he was looking forward to being front cover. <laughs> I'm sorry, Harvey. Um, Nicole, good luck for, with the book. Um, I think it's a really. When I went home to really think about it, I thought how amazing what a great idea and why hasn't someone done it before mm. they're the type of things that really um you have to ask yourself and i did question myself and at first i thought that's just ridiculous <laughs> and now i thought no everyone will want a book for christmas with a dog in it mm. even if they don't like architecture mm. yes i think um i think the architecture is very very beautiful and you know people can feel inspired by the architecture so you know i think for an architect they'll really enjoy the book but yeah i think also for like you say for people that maybe 
um, aren't into architecture, I think they'll find it a very fun book as well because these dogs are just running through spaces and and running upstairs and lounging in the sun and, and doing some silly things. And, and everyone can relate to it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it puts a smile on a lot of people's faces. So I think that's good. Um, look, thanks so much for coming in today, Nicole. Um, good luck with the book. It'll be out early November. Yeah. It's called Resident Dog, Incredible Homes and the Dogs That Live There. Perfect. <laughs> By Thames and Hudson, Australia. Yes. And uh, it'd be a great present for Christmas. <laughs> I think you. I might even get one and put <laughs> Harvey on the front cover, superimposing. <laughs> thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. This has been Talking Design 2018, recorded at RMIT University in Melbourne.